Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 25th of December. A Merry Christmas, everyone out there. Glad to have you aboard here, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented, as always, by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, We got a great show planned for you today. Everybody's in a great mood because the Miami Dolphins Finally, get that signature win of the season. You're still staring right at two more potential signature wins. But for now, the Dolphins finally got that signature win of the season. A thriller yesterday at Hard Rock Stadium. And you favor the football team, get their 11th win of the season, and march closer to not just the AFC East Championship, but now we could start thinking again about that top spot in the AFC. I was not ready to do that, okay? Because the AFC East right now is what's more important. But after winning yesterday and showing everyone they could beat a good team, no more of that talk. That talk's done. Get the hell out of here. Now we can start thinking about that number one spot in the AFC. So we got a fun show planned today. I'm glad to have you here spending your spending your Christmas day with us. A Merry Christmas to everybody. Also got to let you know, hey, the only people that don't get time off this time of year, you know, besides sports talk shows like myself, are the pro athletes and us at Bet Online With NFL, bowl season, and the NBA in full swing over these holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the -the up-to-the-minute second odds, news, info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, so a Merry Christmas to everybody. Really glad to have you here with us. Thanks to 
Thanks to everyone who hung out with me yesterday as I hosted ESPN Radio NFL Game Day. We did that, <coughs> excuse me, from 1 to 5. So, the first 30 minutes of the Dolphins game, I got on my TV here while I'm on the air doing ESPN Radio. And, and ESPN Radio NFL Game Day, my co-host yesterday was Herm Edwards, like always. And it's, it's Red Zone on the radio. So, we had a ton of action yesterday. We had six 1 o'clock games. We'll have our full NFL rundown coming up in a little bit. You know how we do on Mondays. Christmas Day or not Christmas Day, you know how we do. So, we had the games going on, and then the three 4 o'clock games started. The Dolphins at 425. So, I got the Dolphin game on there. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us on ESPN Radio yesterday. And a quick programming note, I'm back on ESPN Radio today. 5.30 to 9 p.m. You know, even though it's a weekday... Like, their, their, their Christmas Day schedule is kind of wacky in the afternoon. They had their regular version of Unsportsman, like, 6 to 10 a.m. Then they may have NBA coming up. Like, there may, there may be Knicks and Bucks, and then they may also have the second game, which is uh, Warriors-Nuggets. And then I'm coming on the air. So, from 5.30 to 9 p.m., and I'm hosting with Teron Davenport. He's ESPN NFL Nation. I think he covers the Titans. I, I, I don't know him. I've never hosted with him before. But that's what we got going on today. So, there's a lot of NBA and we got three NFL games today. So, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, and locally on ESPN 106.3 FM West Palm, you can listen. I'll be on from 5.30 p.m. to 9 p.m., so please listen tonight and hang out. I appreciate that. Uh, I got a couple movie reviews, which we're going to get to as well today. But come on, you know we're starting things off with your favorite little football team, the Miami Dolphins. They win the game. We've been waiting for we you look at the schedule in the early part of the season now I said look you want to get to this final stretch of the games 11 and 3 10 and 4 didn't work out the way that I wanted to they lost the game the Titans and I'm not even gonna look back at the game against the Titans like man you know if if they won that game they could have been so close right now to getting the number one overall spot it's in the past it's over with you know one of the Dol- one of the hallmarks of this Dolphin team so far this year was not getting tripped up by the bad teams. They got tripped up by one of the bad teams. Most teams have gotten tripped up at least once by one of the bad teams. Hell, including the Cowboys yesterday when they lost at the Cardinals earlier this season. So, I'm not even going to look back at the Titans and say what could have been, what should have been. Fact of the matter is, we've been waiting to get to this place. We've been waiting to get to these final three games. And the Dolphins... All the talk. Dolphins can squash that shit. Just winning these games here. Winning these final three games. This is the test. You you lost at Kansas City. You lost at the Eagles. At Buffalo. All right. You got an opportunity. And finally, can we get one of these big games at home? Kansas City was a neutral site. In Philadelphia. In Buffalo. Can we get a big game at home? And see what's going to happen. And that's what, you're, that's what you're hoping for come playoff time. You want to get one of those big games at home. And finally, the first time that the Dolphins have that opportunity, a big game, playing a big-time team in their building, and they come through. Huge, huge game yesterday. I wish I could have been there. Well, actually, I'm, I'm a little conflicted about that, all right? Because on first thought, I'm like, okay, yeah, being at the game would have been so much fun. And I would have, I, I may have went to the game if I didn't have to work yesterday. Being at the game would have been so much fun. But, I was, I was a little bit nervous. 
in the fourth quarter. And do I want to be feeling that way around all kinds of other people? I mean, obviously, everyone there, you know, feels the same way. But here's the thing. There were were a lot of Cowboy fans at the game yesterday. Probably more than I thought there were going to be. And you knew there was going to be a lot. I was thinking it was going to be like, maybe like 25% Cowboy fans. I don't know. Judging based on television, it may have been closer to like 40%. It was a lot of Cowboy fans there. And you know what? I, I, I don't... What do I want to sit next to a Cowboy fan? You know how annoying that is? I don't want to sit by people who root for the other team. Matter of fact, my son and I, what was it, last Wednesday, I think, we went to the Panther game when they lost to the St. Louis Blues. And, and now, look, it's a regular season Panther game. It doesn't matter as much, obviously. But sitting next to my son, he had a couple guys who were there rooting for the Blues. And, like, that bothered me. I don't want to be around people who root for the other team. So there was another part of me, there was part of me where, Man, it would have been really cool to be at that game yesterday. Dolphins haven't had a win like that in forever. But then the other side was, you know what? I dug being able to just watch it in the Zaslow Mansion family room. I'm watching my son. My wife's there too. I'm standing up every defensive third time. You have to stand. When you're in your home watching in the family room, you have to stand on third down. That helps the defense. Everybody knows that. I'm, I'm standing up every third down. Uh... I'm not. Get, I'm trying not to get too excited. One way or the other. I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it even keel. Trying to keep my shit together because we see that this game's coming down to the end. And the thing is, while I wasn't nervous for most of the game, like I text Hollywood Joy Taylor early in the game. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Go Dolphins. Like right at the start of the game, and she texts me back how nervous she is. I'm like, I'm not nervous. I don't, I don't get nervous. Now, would I be nervous over a Dolphin playoff game? I mean, it's been forever since they played in a playoff game that mattered. I mean, you know, last year in the playoffs, you had no expectation. You got Skylar Thompson, at quarterback. And then, you, you know, what was it, 2016 at the Steelers, 2008. They were at home 2008, got their shit kicked in against the Ravens. And, of course, the last time that they won a playoff game, you got to go back uh, uh, 23 years. So... Would I be, at this point in my life, and, and the last Dolphin contender, right, was over 20 years ago. Those Dolphin teams I just mentioned to you, last year, no Tua, 2016, Matt Moore, 2008, against that Ravens team. Those weren't contending Dolphin teams. And two of those three games were on the road. Those were not contending Dolphin teams. Dolphins had a lot of playoff games throughout my childhood. I was always really nervous. So how would I react at this point in my life if they get to a big-time playoff game? I think I'd probably be super nervous the whole game. I was, I was a little bit nervous in the fourth quarter of this game, but mainly because I was nervous for Tua. Because you, you know what the narrative is. Like, right when Dallas scored the touchdown, and man, the Dolphins came so close to getting the stand, uh, to getting the goal line stand. You, you can't even defend it. You, you had penalties on Howard and on, it was Deshaun Elliott, I believe, right? You had penalties on both of them. You can't even defend it there. And then they end up scoring on third down. You, you, you had Chubb with the sack, which really helped you out there. Once Dallas scored there, and it was against Ramsey of all ways to score. Great drive, great throw, Dak Prescott. Great catch, Brandon Cooks. At that moment, it was like, yeah, this is the narrative. Tua's going to have a major opportunity here, and he's going to blow it. 
And then it's all we're going to hear about forever. Because we've seen that movie before, right? I was nervous for Tua. But your boy came through. Now, did he come through in leading them down the field for a touchdown? Didn't need that. This was a methodical drive. There's over three minutes left. This was a methodical drive where we're going to get positive plays. We're going to keep moving straight down the field. We're going to milk the clock. We're going to run the ball, show some maturity from Mike McDaniel. And then we're going to be in a position where, you know what? We don't necessarily want a touchdown here. We want to give them the ball back with as little time as possible. And if we could pick up enough first downs, they'll never get the ball back. Tua did an excellent job. That final drive. So, I was nervous going into that final drive for Tua. Because, man, like, you knew what the narrative was going to be. And for this Dolphin team to to win that game yesterday, one of the first things you thought about, the Miami Dolphins of the last 20 years, They lose that game. Miami Dolphins the last 20 years lose that game. That game ends with a two interception. That's how they lose that game over the last 20 years. This team feels different. This is a high character team. It's a very good roster. It's a very good coaching staff that continues to get better. You know, McDaniel doesn't come without his flaws. But he continues to get better. I thought that final drive was masterful. The way that they ran the football. The way that they used the clock. The third and three to Tyree Kill. Which, if they don't pick up that play, they're kicking a field goal. And the Cowboys are getting the ball back with like a minute plus. That was the play of the game right there. Well, that and the fumble on the goal to Sean Elliott. Like, the three stars of the game yesterday... Jason Sanders, obviously, we'll get to in a second. Yes, I know you're, I know you're like, Zazzle, you better give it up for Jason Sanders. All right, everybody calm down. Jason Sanders, uh, uh, Tua, who played a very efficient game, I thought, and Deshaun Elliott. The two biggest plays of the game, third and three, picking it up there, which allowed you to run the rest of the clock and not have to give the Cowboys the ball back. And Deshaun Elliott. I was still on ESPN Radio at the time, so I'm letting everybody know what's happening in all the games, uh, you know, including those 4 o'clock games, the Dolphins. And who knew that on that pitch to Tony Pollard, how the hell did he not get in the end zone? Because right when that pitch made, like, oh, he's definitely getting into the end zone. Matter of fact, if he goes to the pylon, he's probably getting in easily. Instead, he decides to cut in the middle, and Ferguson does not make the block. But either way, Deshaun Elliott making that tackle, the way that he made that tackle, they may not win the game if not for that play. And then, of course, you get the fumble the next play, save seven points, potentially. Deshaun Elliott and Jason Sanders. Like, those are those are 1A and 1B. Those are the two top players of the game yesterday. Who had that going into the game? Biggest game of the year against the Cowboys? Guess, guess who the biggest plays are going to be made by? Jason Sanders and Deshaun Elliott. I mean, that's pretty good stuff right there. So, Elliott and Sanders make the biggest plays. And and, and like I said, you know, Tua, Tyree Kill, who really came on in the second half, finished with, what, 9 for 99. But just that final drive. We hadn't seen that out of Tua. Maybe in forever. I mean, 
you know, the Charger game this year let him down the field. There have been other games. But in that spot, not only did the Dolphins need to win that game yesterday so bad, but in that spot, to win, to be in the position they were put in and to win it the way they did, that was perfect. They lose that game in over the last 20 years. They do not finish that game off yesterday. And they did. That's a big deal. That shit was awesome. Now, I got to give it up for Jason Sanders. You guys know that. I think Jason Sanders sucks. And the, fa- the fact that from the start of the game, I don't even tell you that I think he sucks. He, he sucks. And he's terrible at 50-yard field goals. I couldn't believe Mike McDaniel in a game where you're going to need touchdowns, which they ended up not needing touchdowns. But in going into that game, you figure they're going to need touchdowns. And to attempt a 57-yard field goal converts that. I couldn't believe it. Gets two more 50-yard fields. Three for three from 55 for five overall. Going into the game, he was hor- he was like 6 of 16 in his career, 50 yards. Horrible. Horrible. To make all three of those 50-yard kicks. I mean, I got to give it up for Jason Sanders. He won them the game yesterday. Now... Did I absolutely send Joy Taylor a message on the final drive telling her, get ready for the Jason Sanders missed field goal? Of course I did. Was there a little bit of a reverse jinx involved there? Of course there was. But you know, I don't trust Jason Sanders. And it it looked to me, he's having the best game of his career. He's made 350 yarders. He's going to miss a 29 yarder with the game on the line. It really seemed to me That it was setting up that way. Some sports talk show hosts, they hate being wrong. They'd rather be right than their team win. I'd rather be wrong. I was wrong about Jason Sanders. My team won. Amazing day yesterday. That's that's how you want your Christmas Eve to go. A Dolphin win over the Cowboys. Everybody, at least for the time being, everybody can shut up. As far as this team not winning a big game. And now, we can have our sights set on tonight. Ravens, 49ers, monster game. And the Dolphins, while AFC East is still the top, you know, it's still top priority. We can start at least thinking again. Because I haven't thought about it for the last couple weeks. You lose that game to Tennessee, we got to start thinking about AFC East. And possibly starting the postseason on the road. But now, after having won that game last night, now we can watch tonight and start to consider, okay, maybe we can be first in the AFC. But this Dolphin team, man, they don't win games like that over the last couple decades. It's so rare for them to win a big game like that on the stage it was on against the team that it was against. And plus, having to respond as an offense after Dallas took the lead... The defense was great all game. That's the second highest scoring offense in the NFL. Defense was great all game. They give it up in the end. On Jalen Ramsey, too. They almost come up with another huge goal line stand, matter of fact. And the offense just responded with very smart play, Colin. Running the football the way they did. The third down play to Hill. Being able to sit on the ball and run out the clock. When's the last time in a big game... The Dolphins were able to pick up first down after first down, 
drain the clock all the way down, get the game-winning score, no time left, game over, other team doesn't even touch the ball. When's the last time they were able to do that? That shit was awesome. And to think about the last two weeks, the way that they've recovered from the Tennessee loss, I told you last... Now, now this was the biggest win of the season, of course. But I told you last week, I thought, believe it or not, it, it sounds silly, I thought that Jets win, biggest win of the season. Because of the way they bounce back against Tennessee. This season could have taken a nosedive after dropping to 9-4. To, to and four. The Jets were coming off a, a win where they scored 30 points against Houston, right? Coming off that loss to Tennessee, short week, do they take a nosedive, losing to the Jets? And then also, you could have lost to the Cowboys. This season would have been in the shitter. The way that they've responded from that Tennessee loss showed a lot of character. I told you, it's a high-character team. It's a very talented roster. You found out about your team... Last week, you found out about them character-wise being able to bounce back the way they did. And this week, you found out about them also being able to win that game under a lot of pressure. Excellent job. Excellent job. And you know what? I gotta be honest. You know I'm a Tua guy. I was not confident in Tua on that final drive. I was not. Gotta see it to believe it, right? I thought we were getting a Tua interception. I did. And... And even, even when he doesn't throw the interception, you'll get those plays where he'll make the bad throws, drop, there's almost an interception. What is he doing there? And Tua did not have his best stuff, especially in the first half. He was off. Missed Tyreek Hill. Timing with Tyreek Hill was off on at least a couple of throws. I was not confident in Tua going into that final drive. We've had occasions this year. Yet, you had opportunity against Tennessee, Kansas City, Philadelphia, uh, nah, not so much Philadelphia. Like, but... You've had opportunities in the fourth quarter of these games, and Tua hasn't been able to get it done. Gotta see it to believe it, right? I thought we were definitely setting up for a two interception or a Jason Sanders missed field goal. Some of us love being right all the time. I don't need to be right all the time. I'll take an L in the opinion column, the prediction column, if it's for my team. I'm a team first guy. What do you want me to say? And I love this defense. And let's, you know... You give it up for Jason Sanders, who's been getting a ton of criticism. Give it up for Bradley Chubb as well. Bradley Chubb has had, kind of quietly, a really good season. And he has been fantastic the last few games. He's in the quarterback's lap almost every drop back. He was so close yesterday. I think he finished with one sack, right? He was so close several other times to getting at Prescott. He has been awesome. I love when this defense is on the field. Now, obviously, you had the two rough-in-the-passer calls that were controversial. Micah Parsons, super pissed off. Look, for me, the one on Parsons was so much closer to being correct than the one on Wilkins. The one on Parsons, he hit him so hard. I think that's really, like, I don't think he needed to hit him as hard as he did. And that's what drew the flag. On the Wilkins one, the Wilkins penalty was complete bullshit for two reasons. Number one, he did not land on him. You see the replay. Not only does he, he you know, do like the swan dive, but he doesn't even land on him. Wilkins' technique on that play was actually perfect. That's number one. Number two, 
Dak Prescott knew exactly what he was doing. He held Christian Wilkins on top of him to fall on him and draw the flag. He knew exactly what he was doing, Dak Prescott. And Christian Wilkins still textbook tackle, avoiding the hit on the quarterback. That was a total bullshit call. The one on Parsons, you could definitely argue as bullshit, was so much closer to being a legit call. He hit him so hard for no reason. You really didn't have to. So let's go over a couple... I got a couple more things here. And then we're going to do our NFL rundown. What you love from yesterday's win. Don't overlook the Dolphins beat that Cowboys team yesterday. And I understand Cowboys... Cowboy, everybody's got injuries. But I, I care about the Dolphins. I don't care about these other teams. Fuck them. What you love from yesterday. They did it with a banged up offensive line. Cowboys definitely did not get the type of pressure that they wanted to. Micah Parsons can complain about all the holding he wants. I don't give a shit. Banged up offensive line. Jalen Waddle in and out of the game. No Javon Holland. Still beat a big time team. You love that. Things you don't love from yesterday's win. Again, early in the game at least. Again, with the stupid fade on fourth down to Cedric Wilson. I hate that play so much. And it's not just about why is Mike McDaniel calling that play? Tua doesn't have to make that throw. He's got other options. I hate that play so much. That's what you hate. That's what you don't love from yesterday's game. But overall, that's what I'm talking about, man. That was fun. I was, I was, I was, I was nervous on the Sanders missed field goal at the end. I was. I didn't even get up and like start celebrating, jump up and down. I just like exhaled, huge exhale, high five to my son, tweet out, nice. And how about, by the way, several people showed me this on Twitter. ESPN, if you get the notifications on your phone, the ESPN app sent out a notification to everyone. Cowboys beat Dolphins 20 to 19. Like, how does that happen? Come on. Now, you want to get excited? How about this? Think about this. Now, the Ravens got to play tonight. It doesn't matter so much for next week. What happens to the Ravens tonight actually matters for the final week of the season because if the Ravens lose tonight and the Dolphins beat them next week, then the Dolphins can actually lose the final week of the season and still get the number one spot. So it, it doesn't matter for right now. We, we, we want a Ravens loss, but it, it comes down to next week. Here's the thing. If the Dolphins win at Baltimore next week, think about this. If the Dolphins win at Baltimore next week, the Dolphins are three home wins away from the Super Bowl. How about that? That's what we're talking about, right? You know what else we're talking about? Official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. I mean, how are we going to enjoy Monday Night Football tonight? 
I'm on ESPN Radio, 5.30 to 9 p.m. Then I go downstairs. I put on the game, Ravens 49ers, Monday Night Football. I crack open a Johnny Cuba. You know what I'm talking about. Official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of your own here on Christmas Day. You kick back and relax and enjoy a nice cold Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos. Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, you guys know what time it is. Yesterday, a ton of action on Christmas Eve, NFL Week 16. It finishes up today with three games. We've got a triple header starting at 1 o'clock. Although you may be listening right now like, Zazzle, I already know what happened with the first game Raiders at Chiefs. Well, you're in the future. I'm in the past. You have information I don't have. I don't know about that game yet. Good for you if you do. But a ton of action yesterday. Let's get to our Week 16 NFL rundown. Yes. Here's where we start. Actually, we got a couple games from Saturday night we will start out with. Yes, that's right. The Pittsburgh Steelers stay alive. In the playoff chase in the AFC with a 34-11 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Very surprising performance. Zach Taylor and the Bengals have done an excellent job this year. And they lay a massive dud against the Steelers. Steelers run away with that one behind Mason Rudolph. 17 for 27, 290 yards, two touchdowns. Both of them were to George Pickens. What a rough week. Talking about how he doesn't want to block for teammates because he might get hurt. Pickens had four catches for 195 yards and those two touchdowns. T. Higgins for Cincinnati, I mean, the fantasy football player cares. T. Higgins had five catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. The Steelers, they improved to 8-7. and seven. They're currently on the outside looking in, but they're still in the picture. The Bengals, they dropped to 8-7. and seven. They're also still in the playoff picture, but that was a very damaging loss. The Buffalo Bills... A game the Dolphin fan obviously had a vested interest in. The Chargers, they gave them a fight. The Bills would win with a last-second field goal, 24-22. Josh Allen, 15 for 21, 237 yards, a touchdown and an interception. He had two rushes for touchdowns on the ground. Gabe Davis, four catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. The Bills improved to 9-6. and six. They are now in the wild-card picture, the number six spot in the AFC, while the Chargers drop to 5-10. and ten. The Dolphins, two games up on Buffalo going into the final two games. So a win next week or a Bills loss against New England next week and the Dolphins clinch the AFC East. Otherwise, Week 18 against Buffalo is for the AFC East Championship. The Cleveland Browns, one of the games you thought was going to be a better game yesterday afternoon, the Browns crushed the Texans due in large part to the connection of Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper. First down, fake it, bootleg, Flacco sets, throws, looking for separation, it's caught, Amari Cooper down the sideline for the touchdown. Joe Flacco is 27 for 42, 
368 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, while Amari Cooper set a Browns franchise record with 11 catches for 265 yards and two touchdowns. Browns win 36-22. They are 10-5. They are the five seed in the AFC. The Texans, very damaging loss for their playoff hopes. They drop to 8-7. The New York Jets led the Commanders 27-7. The Commanders would score 21 unanswered points and take a 28-27 lead. The Jets, though, and Trevor Simeon would put themselves in a position for a game-winning 54-yard field goal. Bull kicker in his 12th NFL season to try to save the day for the Jets from 54. Good snap, good hold. The kick from Zerline is good. And the Jets have taken the lead. How about that? The Jets get their sixth win of the season. Trevor Simeon, 27 for 49, 217 yards, a touchdown and interception. Brees Hall coming up big for the fantasy football player. 20 carries, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. 12 catches for 96 yards. Jets win 30 to 28. They're six and nine. The Commanders drop to four and 11. We all know Ron Rivera's days are numbered as coach of the Commanders. The Seahawks, after Drew Locke led them to a win on Monday Night Football with a last-second touchdown against the Eagles, Geno Smith, with just under a minute left, does the same this week. Smith. And the Seahawks are back in front. Huge win for Seattle. They beat the Titans 20-17. Geno Smith, 25 for 36. 227 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler Lockett had eight catches for 81 yards. The Seahawks, they are 8-7. They jump into the seventh spot in the NFC. The Titans drop to 5-10. The Atlanta Falcons, this was a shocker. The Falcons beat the Colts 29-10. Taylor Heineke was 23 for 33, 229 yards and a touchdown. Bijan Robinson, 12 carries for 72 yards, 7 catches for 50 yards. Gardner Minshew was 20 for 37 for 201 yards and an interception. The Falcons improved to 7 and 8. They're still just a game back of first place in the NFC South, believe it or not. They're also a game back of a wild card spot while the Colts drop to 8 and 7. And the Colts currently sit number 7 in the AFC playoff picture. The Green Bay Packers, look, give the Panthers some credit here. They didn't lay down and die. The Packers, with a last second, well, they got a field goal to take the lead. The Panthers would eventually run out of time. Packers beat the Panthers 33-30. Jordan Love was 17 for 28 for 219 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 21 carries for 127 yards. Bryce Young was 23 for 36. 312 yards, two touchdowns. DJ Shark Jr. had six catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns. The Packers improved to 7-8. and eight. Keep their slim playoff hopes alive. The Panthers dropped to 2-13. and 13. How about the Detroit Lions? The Lions, a 30-24 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Jared Goff, 30 for 40, 257 yards and a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs, huge fantasy football day. 15 carries for 80 yards and two touchdowns. He also had four catches for 20 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, 12 catches for 106 yards and a touchdown. Nick Mullins, 22 for 36, 411 yards, two touchdowns. 
and four interceptions. The Lions improved to 11-4, and and for the first time in 30 years, they are division champions. For the first time ever, they win the NFC North. The Lions at 11-4 right now are the number two seed in the NFC. They still got a shot at number one. The Vikings dropped to 7-8. Their playoff hopes take a big hit. Here's Dan Campbell in the postgame locker room. Man, you never forget your first one. And there's a lot of you in here, right? The first collectively, man. We didn't know coming into this season. A lot of new guys, right? We had some core foundations. But, man, you find your new brothers, right? And you build from the ground up. And you've already developed through the core, which we did, man. We knew this wasn't going to be easy. You guys came in and earned it. And you've earned it all year. Give me the old guard up here right now. Come on, Dak. Decker. Come on, Dak. Germ. Whenever you do something like what we just did, it's special. It don't matter, man. And it don't matter how many you win in a row. They're special. But I can tell you this. When you're part of the organization, and it's been 30 years. 30 years. Championship. It's special, man. And these guys have been fucking dying for it. Wait for it, man. It's for you, baby. This first one's for you. The rest of you, we Enjoy, brother. Man, it's been a long time coming, and it feels good. And you know what? Now everybody respects us, and everybody better fear us. Let's go, Lions! All three, one, two, three. Lions. That's an excellent job by the Lions. You got to feel good for them. Division champs for the first time in 30 years. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They crushed the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. Trevor Lawrence got hurt. He left the game. He did throw a couple of interceptions. The Bucs, though, were all over them from the get-go. Baker Mayfield, 26 for 35, 283 yards, two touchdowns, and another big afternoon for Mike Evans. With a couple tight ends, Mayfield to the year worth the block. Touchdown, Evans. Maybe Tyson Campbell, three-yard touchdown pass. Evans with seven catches for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Bucks 30, Jaguars 12. Bucks improved to eight and seven. They lead the NFC South, so right now they're the number four seed. The Jaguars dropped to eight and seven. They still lead the AFC South, so they're fourth. But the Indianapolis Colts are also eight and seven, and the Houston Texans are eight and seven. So if the Jaguars are not careful over the final couple weeks, they can go from being eight and two. They now have five in a row. They were eight and two. Now they may miss the playoffs entirely. The Chicago Bears beat the Arizona Cardinals 27-16. Justin Fields was 15-27, 170 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. He had 97 yards rushing and a touchdown on the ground. Cole Komet, four catches for 107 yards. The Bears are 6-9. The Cardinals dropped to 3-12. And, and finally, Sunday Night Football last night on NFL Network. I mean... You would have thought this was going to be a dreadful game. It ended up being a lot of fun. And with the game tied at 23 after the Broncos came back from 16 down, the Patriots would have a chance to win it. Ryan for the win. Chad Ryan. It's good. Two seconds to go. A brutal loss for the Broncos who dropped to 7-8. and eight. They drop out of the playoff picture. Their playoff hopes take a major hit while the Patriots improve to 4-11 with the 26-23 win. Bailey Zappi, 25 for 33, 256 yards and two touchdowns. 
And Russell Wilson was 25 for 37 for 238 yards and two touchdowns. Week 16 will wrap up today. We got three games starting at 1 o'clock. Raiders at Chiefs. Dolphin fans obviously rooting against the Chiefs. Giants at Eagles. And then Ravens at 49ers. A monster game tonight. We're obviously rooting against the Ravens. And that right there is your Week 16 NFL Rundown. All right, there you go. Good job by everyone behind the scenes putting all that together. You know what else is a good job? Everything going on at SheetsGiggles.com. At SheetsGiggles.com, one of our great sponsors, you're going to get the softest, coolest, most breathable bed sheets you've ever had in your life. Made from eucalyptus trees. I mean, you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're never going to have to worry about where you're going to get your bed sheets from. My... My bed sheet, I'm loaded with sheets and giggles. I got the comforter, the best comforter I've ever had in my life. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. I got the pillowcases, the bed sheets, the blankets. They have, if you're in need of a new mattress, they have eucalyptus mattresses. Think about this. You know a koala sleeps on a eucalyptus tree for up to 18 hours a day? You know how soft and breathable and cool your sleep is on a eucalyptus mattress? I mean, what are we talking about here? And here's the thing. When you go to SheetsGiggles.com, not only is the whole process of ordering your bed sheets super easy, but if you use promo code ZASLO, you get 20% off checkout your first order. That's right. Your first time at SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code ZASLO, Z-A-S-L-O-W. You get 20% off your first order. And then every other time you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you take advantage of all the sales and promos that my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he's constantly providing for you. Follow him on Twitter, at Sheets Giggles, but go to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code ZASLO, 20% off your first order, and just like the ZASLO family, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turning back. SheetsGiggles.com. So, As far as NBA goes today, we got very big NBA day, very big NFL day. Here's what we got going on. As far as the, I already told the NFL, Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Ravens, 49ers. I just did the NFL rundown. Where were you? NBA. Here's what we got going on. Five straight games. You got Bucks at Knicks, Warriors at Nuggets, Celtics at Lakers, Mavericks at Suns, 76ers at Heat. That's a pretty good slate right there. Now, as far as the Heat go, Jimmy Butler and Haywood Highsmith, they are both questionable. The late game is Mavericks Suns. It's 12 o'clock, then two, 12 o'clock Bucks Knicks, 2.30 Warriors Nuggets, 5 o'clock Celtics Lakers. I think the Celtics are going to kick the shit out of them. Uh, then you have Heat Sixers at 8, and at 10.30, <coughs> excuse me, it's Mavericks and Suns. Suns are not a good team. Uh, and by the way, I'm on ESPN Radio. Again, 5.30 to 9 p.m. tonight. I'm hosting with, with Teron Davenport. We'll do a lot of NFL. We'll do a little bit of NBA. There's so much going on today. All right. So, good good NBA day. NFL's trying to take some of the NBA's thunder. We know the NBA rules Christmas, all right? But uh, NFL, look. NFL doesn't care. So, that's what we got going on. The Heat, like I said, Butler and Highsmith are questionable. Joel Embiid is out. So, the Heat at 17-12, like, I don't care. Get your win. Now, I still don't think this is going to be a cakewalk of a game. Tyrese Maxey is awesome. But with no Embiid, the Heat are favored tonight now. Minus two and a half with no Embiid. Even with Jimmy Butler questionable. I hope Jimmy Butler plays. I'm not trying to take any of these games for granted. Let's put together a little streak here. Come on. What are we waiting for? So, no Embiid tonight. Heat Sixers at 8 p.m. Panthers are not back in action until 
Wednesday. The NHL does like a Christmas break. Panthers, real good win over, uh, was it Friday night? No, Saturday, Saturday afternoon against Vegas. They beat them 4-2, really dominated that game. Good job by the Panthers. They're back in action on Wednesday. So that's what you got going on there. Uh, I saw a couple movies over the weekend. Now, I did like a full review on yesterday, this week's episode of It's Still Real to Me. That's my wrestling podcast. Make sure that you're, you're on the YouTube channel and you got the notifications turned on because when we do the live stream on Sundays, usually we do it around 7 p.m. in between the, uh, the right before Sunday Night Football starts. It seems to be a good pocket right there to do the live stream for It's Still Real to Me. We did it yesterday morning before the NFL action got going since the Dolphins played at 425. But make sure you have your notifications on. You could, you know, watch during the live stream. Otherwise, you just listen to the podcast afterward. We did a full review of the Iron Claw, which I saw on Saturday afternoon. Uh, the, the way that I put it is, and you know I was looking forward to this movie. I loved it. But it's, it's weird to say that you love a movie that makes you sad. That makes you feel really terrible throughout the movie. Because... It, it's a tragic story, the Von Erich wrestling family. I, I really liked the ending. Uh, the ending made me feel good. But it, it's hard to love a movie that's so tragic and so sad. Like, I'll probably never watch it again. Because it's sad. But if you're a wrestling fan, you probably heard my review yesterday and it's still real to me. We went into great detail about it. And you absolutely should see it. It was very, very good. And also, was it... Was it yesterday? No, it couldn't have been yesterday. On Friday, Friday evening, did I see? I, I don't remember. Uh, you know, you know what? Friday afternoon, I saw the Iron Claw. Saturday afternoon, we went to saw Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom. It's the final DCEU movie. Now it's like whole new reboot, James Gunn, that whole deal, if you're into that kind of stuff. I went into Aquaman with very low expectation. Thought it was going to be garbage. Very, very low expectation. And not only was I pleasantly surprised, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. I did not expect it to be any good. I thought it was very good. Certainly, if you like the first one, you're going to like this one. And it, it, it really has no connection to the DCEU. Nothing. There, there is nothing referenced there that has anything to do with, uh, with any of the other DCU movies. Like, it's over. The DCU is officially over, and now they moved on to, you know, what James Gunn is going to have going on, where he's going to start with, uh, well, he already started with Blue Beetle, uh, which I have yet to see, by the way. So, saw two really good movies this weekend, loved Iron Claw, and also really, really liked Aquaman. All right, there you go. So, it is the holidays, and you know what's a fun thing to do for the holidays? Maybe saying to yourself, you know what, I deserve it. I treat myself to a brand new ride. That's right. And the only place I send you is the official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're going to get a relaxed indoor car shopping experience. You're going to be treated like royalty. It's that beautiful state-of-the-art building on North Andrews Avenue. It's, uh, you can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. So if you're looking for a new car, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, 
SUVs of every make and model, you are sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty, so you know you're covered. And right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you got all kinds of great deals going on. For instance, the 2024 Subaru Outback Premium, you could lease for just $3.21 a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit or a new 24 Crosstrek for just $2.19 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, we'll start things off here. How about this? So, Colin Cowherd, and I've told you this before, is one of the all-time great sports talk show hosts. But he he's lost his fastball. He's not what he used to be. And I certainly don't watch or listen anymore since Joy Taylor left because little buddy on the show with him, Jason McIntyre, is the worst personality on television. Absolutely brutal. But here is Colin Cowherd on what he believed was going to happen between the Dolphins and Cowboys. The Dolphins are a perfect representation of Miami. They're fun, they're exciting, they're flashy, and a little fake. Uh, Dallas is different. They can be physical, I've seen it. They can overwhelm you physically, I've seen it. They have a suffocating defense, I've seen it time and time again. The difference between Miami and Dallas is Dallas has multiple elements that Super Bowl winning teams have had. A veteran, offensive coach, not a kid genius, a Pro Bowl quarterback having his best year, a star game-changing wide receiver, an elite, elite pass rush and pass rusher, and an excellent O-line. Top three, according to PFF, the Dolphins is at best a work in progress. Plus, they've had seven blowout wins. That is customary for the last decade for Super Bowl champs. Dallas has a lot of things I like. Miami is a lot of fake tough guy, fake Gucci bag. But the Cowboys have a real Gucci bag, and they actually are tough. I'm going not a big deal because, like I said, uh, Colin Coward's show, it's not what it used to be. The other half of the show, McIntyre, is absolutely brutal. And I I don't know, you can't really take what Colin says serious anymore. So I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about this last night on NFL Network? Leading into the Broncos-Patriots game, Back in the studio, Steve Smith Jr., former great wide receiver, with uh, as as lousy of analysis you're ever going to hear. What are we talking about? So, matchups to watch. Oh, matchups yeah. to watch? Man, how about any Patriots wide receiver? I mean, they got like 10 of them on the staff. I need all of them. Devontae Parker, need you to show up. Kendrick Bourne, I know he's probably not. Uh, I think he's hurt. Need him to show up. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's on the sideline. Need him to show up. Um, who else they Somebody have? got to help Trent, Well, They got a whole bunch of guys at wide receiver that you expect to show up. They need to show up today. I mean, you know, can we put a little bit of effort into what we're doing there? Two of the three guys he mentioned there weren't even active last night. That's a terrible job by Steve Smith Jr. Can we try a little bit? I mean, we, we are getting paid to do this, right? That is lousy analysis. And finally, got one more for you here. So over the week, so, so, so I'm, I'm going big deal. And I got one more for you here. So over the weekend, LeBron James plays the Lakers. LeBron James tweets out, why do players have to be retired before going into the Hall of Fame? Coaches get in while we're still, while still coaching, rightfully so. Wondering what's the difference there. All right, first thing I'll say is, 
It feels like LeBron always thinks players are getting the short end of the stick. Like, somebody's always out to get the players, right? All right, but the reason players have to wait to get into the Hall of Fame and coaches don't, well, a couple things. Number one, the Hall of Fame judges your career. It's based on your entire body of work. And your entire body of work cannot be judged until it's over. So that's why players don't get in while they're still playing. Well, why do coaches get in while they're still coaching? Well, a coach can technically coach until the day he dies. There's nothing stopping a coach from roaming the sidelines if he's still a good basketball mind to the day he dies. So you'd like for the coaches to be able to receive their honor, not posthumously. You'd like them to be alive to be able to receive their honor. Players are retiring, usually in their late 30s. They're going to see themselves get honored into the Hall of Fame. That's number one. Number two, and more importantly, coaches have to wait 25 years after they begin coaching, and then they become eligible. They're eligible 25 years after they start coaching. Players are eligible three years after they retire. So when you think about it, players are eligible for the Hall of Fame much sooner than coaches. A lot sooner. I mean, most players, even if LeBron James, LeBron James has been in the league for, for 19 years. If he retires after this year, he will have had to wait 22 years since he started playing to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, again, coaches, if they get in right away, have to wait 25 years. Most Hall of Fame players have eh, played 13, 14, 15 years, wait another three years, they're in by 18. Coaches have to wait 25 years. Players get in much sooner than coaches. So, like I said, it, it feels like LeBron always thinks everyone's out to get the players. Uh, get a clue. So I'm going not a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Okay. So tonight, Monday Night Raw is the best of episode. So is Friday Night Smackdown this week. So we don't have to worry about pro wrestling as far as our watching live television. But Ravens, Niners, huge one tonight. Make sure you listen to me. Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN app, or locally on ESPN 106.3 FM West Palm. 5.30 to 9 p.m. I am hosting tonight on ESPN Radio. We'll do a lot of NFL. We'll do a bit of NBA as well. We'll have some fun. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. Thanks to everybody who helped. Merry Christmas to everybody. I appreciate you spending some time with me here on your Christmas day. I hope you have a great holiday. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba? That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.